The voice in your ears is Perfect Purvis, and this is American Football in Finland. First-time listeners, welcome to the show. Hope you enjoy brutally honest football analysis and opinions, because I'm all out of bullshit. Returning followers and AFF fans, you know what it is, TIF. Joining me today on the show is some of the most popular football minds to live in Finland. First up, I'd like to introduce the first female guest on AFF, Mariana Conster. Welcome to the hey. show, Mariana. Thank you so much for having me. Nervous as hell, but you know, I like you guys, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, we have the guy who is always on your social media notifications, Mr. Jabari Harris. What's going on, Jabari? Not much. Good to be back on the show, man. All right, last but not least is the guy who is here to talk shit, even though he's not in the country of Finland right now, the infamous Q Floyd. Welcome to the show, Q. Hey, what's going on? Let's give the people what they want. <laughs> Yo, now we got all the introductions out the way. Let's talk about the 2018 Maple League season. Let's move on to, I think, the most exciting part, the most exciting team to talk about. Yeah, I'm going to say it. The Helsinki Roosters. Because, you know, they're so exciting. It's not like they ever win championships every year. To listen to the full segment, including my interviews with offensive coordinator Miko Koikalainen and defensive back Curtis Slater, become an AFF patron today. So let's get into the Roosters. What are some of the biggest change? Nope, I'm going first on this one. The biggest change for the Helsinki Roosters is that Jason Taylor is no longer on the team. The reason this is the biggest change is because you're losing a leader on the field and one of the most dynamic players to ever play in Europe. Not to ever play in Finland, to ever play in Europe. So you're losing this guy, and you have to find other ways to supplement it. Now, I don't think that it's going to be a huge problem for the Roosters to find other ways to score and, and get things done on the field. But I do think that this change is going to give this team a different vibe for the season. The other thing I think is going to be a big change for them is they have like a brand new secondary. Uh, last year, they had a French guy, an American, and two Finns playing in their secondary. This year, they got an American, a Swedish guy, a British guy, and one Finnish guy. They have the most diverse secondary I've ever seen in my life. But it's it's almost completely new. Uh, they got two guys that was in it last year, but changing those other two guys at safety and corner, that's almost half the field changing. So now what is that defensive backfield going to do this season? It should be interesting, and it's definitely a big change. Um, like I, I was trying to show my sheet, it doesn't have anything. And what it says, it doesn't matter what the change is. <laughs> like, seriously? <laughs> Whatever the change has been, they've... It doesn't matter. Overcome it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we can list all the different changes that they had over the years, and what is the end result? Winning the championship. Actually wrote it down here. It don't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. So, obviously, Jason is gone. Um, he has been a massive educator for the running back. For the Roosters team, for the Finnish guys, so so they're gonna trust their Finns. They got Alex Alexander Kuronen back for this season. Yeah, three um, running back. Yeah, 
So there we go. And we know what Garri can do. So he like passed on his expertise to these kids and he's done his deal was done and he moved on to another another team to do exactly exactly the same thing he did here. Having Brandon, his brother having here Adam, I think that connect connect connection as it's been <laughs> described. Connect. Um a lot of changes, but in the end, even if there wouldn't be any, it won't matter. The biggest changes for one, I'll start off with Bernard Luster. The Bernard Luster not being there. This guy, I mean, I, I haven't seen too many receivers have two DBs lined up right in front of him. Um, a lot of these teams were fiercely scared of what he could do to their secondary. Um, that's a, I think that's a big loss for them um, because he was involved in, you know, the youth teams and stuff like that. So um, I think that's a change. I mean, yeah, they, they got Brandon's brother. And uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to do some big things, too. But, um, you know, I was a bit, I'm was i a big fan of uh, Bernard Luster. So that's one change. Um, the next one would probably be Kari. He runs hard. He listens. Um, I never had a problem with Kari at all. He do whatever you say. Um, so I think him having a, a, a big year, the running backs having a big year without, you know, J.T. being there. Um, and the third thing I would probably say, for them to just keep doing what they're doing, um, don't change anything. Like you say, like, you know, these guys are machines. That's how they run the organization. And like you say, it's not a lot of changes that, I mean, the players come in and out of the roosters all the time. You know, they still have those core guys, those coaches um, that love this team. And, and I mean, love that team. And they just, they, they somehow make it happen. So um, the only biggest change they got is probably the names. I agree with everything all of you guys said, but, me looking at the roster, I mean, they've had a big change, honestly, to their whole team. Their whole mm -hmm. team is a big change. It's a new I team. Mean, offensively, I mean, you you have a – I think you have three new linemen. I think their center, Miko's now playing in Kotka, so he's not with that team. But also the whole receiving group is different. I mean, Timothy Thomas is gone. Bernard Luster is gone. And Jason Taylor, their back-to-back uh, Maple Bowl MVP is gone. So – now I'm interested to see how Miko is going to actually run that offense with these new pieces. Um, I've had a chance to see Adam and Brandon, you know, do work together. They're brothers. They know each other. Probably been throwing in the backyard since they were kids. But still, that element of having Bernard, JT, and Brandon plus Timothy was just that there alone, those four guys made it very hard for teams to scheme versus their passing game. So now I really want to see how they're going to adjust offensively with the new pieces. And I think that their secondary probably just got better. I mean, might not have. taking away, I mean, from what Pierre did, but I think that this new guy that they've added, if I'm correct, William Davis is a pretty good athlete from the UK. Mm -hmm. And I think that he plus this stat, this shutdown Swedish corner that they just somehow stole right before the Vienna game is also going to be able to do some great things in Finland. So, I mean, the biggest change was the whole damn team. Keys for them to, like, win games. I mean, it's not even about winning games. Like, what are the keys for the Roosters to repeat as champions? Like, what are they going to do well this year to repeat? I think for them, man, it's just being consistent in what they do. These are guys that have, for six years just simply kept the same formula for success. They don't try hard to really change what they do. They just make sure that you don't have a way of stopping what they do. And for them to repeat, they have to they have to jail early. Um, I think that they're going to be able to do that because they're going to have a few more games before some of the other Maple League teams, being that they're playing internationally. 
And also, they have to continue to make sure that they have the number one defense. Defense wins championships. Um, they've been several times in, in the Maple Bowl where they haven't given up a point. And that's the identity of their of their team. That defense is just a defense that nobody wants to deal with. So for them to repeat, I think that they continue to have a good defense, stay healthy, and jail early on offense. To win games, I mean, just keep doing what, what, what these guys have been, been, been coached to do. Um, like you say, the core guys are, are bought in. They got passionate coaches. Um, the Roosters are just, I mean, it's like it's 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 a it's a feeling of okay, you know they're gonna be there, but you're like okay, what's gonna happen on the way to them mm-hmm. going there? I'm I'm probably kind of biased towards them right now, um, but I'm I'm also a fan of football, so I, I want to see another team, you know, com- you know, come beat the Roosters once or twice. You know, like even you might beat them once, but that don't really mean anything for them. You know what I mean? If anything, it helps them. So I want to see some of these other teams coming here and, and really shake up the league um, because right now the Roosters are looking like they always look like they're they're the most probable to to win the championship. So they just have to keep doing what they're doing. I will say, uh, Brandon, uh, I heard he was averaging one tackle a game. So as long as Brandon <laughs> is averaging one tackle a game in the in the top twelve tackles in the season <laughs> they're gonna win the championship game man. i know i know he's not top 12 in the league i know he's not brandon top 12. brandon connett is gonna be the top 12 tackler in the league i promise you oh man <laughs> i mean, i'm gonna say the same thing you guys all said for the roosters to win games they just gotta do what the roosters do man execute on offense be explosive my theme for this year for the the helsinki roosters in brandon i trust that offense will go as far as Brandon Carnett takes them. Now, without Jason Taylor there to take over in certain parts, you have Brandon Carnett, who is just as capable. I think people undervalued him. Like Even though I said he shouldn't have been the MVP last year, the reason that he did not have to do more was because he had more around him. I think this year, with those younger running backs, there's going to be situations where instead of maybe – giving the ball to them or saying, I'm going to do a run play. He decides to call his own number. As long as they have that guy on that team, Roosters are going to be just fine. Um, yeah. and, the other, and the other thing I was going to say about the Roosters is that defense, they got to come back the same way they were last year and end dreams. That defense was the type of defense that would get your hopes up during the drive. You go down the field, think, okay, we're going to have something, and then boom, interception, boom, fumble turnover and not only interception turnover or fumble interception turnover for six pick up a fumble and take it back return a kick a punt return for a touchdown like that defense it hurt people's feelings like it was the type of defense that even statistically it was at the top of the league people still didn't realize that that defense it was the type of defense that you didn't want to play against because you never knew when something big was going to happen because that's the type of way that the Roosters' defense plays. If they play defensively like they did last year and then have Brandon do his thing on offense, they have no troubles, and I think they'll be fine. But that's yeah. if they do that. If someone takes Marianne up on her offer and shows up and shows them something different. And shuts them knows? down. Yeah, shut them down. Something. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, so, but I was uh, saying, like, I was talking to uh, Q last season about Brandon. I was like, he's one of those guys, like, you. he doesn't show no emotion when he's on the field. Absolutely zero. Like, he's like a serial killer with no 
compassion, no, uh, like he's just laser focused. And that's a kind of guy you want to have on the field that doesn't hit, let his emotions or frustration to come up. And he's shown, shown that now. And uh, like he's a quarterback that I would absolutely trust out of these guys that I know so far. Last thing about the Roosters, uh, let's do impact players. And you know what? We'll skip Brandon because I think we've all talked about Brandon. Uh, who are some of the impact players? Q, who you got? Oh, man, I'm going with the the best finished receiver i ever seen since I've been in Finland. Kimi. <laughs> Kimi is back. I, I, I mean, I know myself. I begged him a few times last year when he was at our practices to come back and play, man, because this guy is dynamic. He is a import player, but he is local. Like, he could – Kimi is is he easily could be in that like it's it'll be hard for them to say MVP because Brandon has to throw him the ball, but Kimi is that type of player. He is that type of receiver. Uh, he's I've been watching him for years now, and and he's always so poised. He, he's making big play after big play. He makes American imports looks terrible. I mean, he makes guys look bad out there. He is the guy that I think everybody should watch for the Roosters along with some other players, but Kimi is back. My impact player is Curtis Slater, and you actually kind of proved my point for me a little bit there. They, even though you said that the UK guy was the impact player, William Davis, or Davis Williams, I can't remember how to say his name, sorry. Even though you said that guy was going to be impact, his impact depends on Curtis. Uh, the impact of how the corners play depend on Curtis. The fact that if they have a a definitely legit receiver at some point, Curtis Slater will be guarding him. Like that's the plan. That's the plan that the Roosters have. If the team, a team tries to run against them, Curtis is going to be one of the guys in on the tackles. He's usually top three or top five on the defense in tackles. And then he leads the league in interceptions the last two years and has a record for most interception yards returned, including I think four touchdowns for, interceptions for touchdowns last year Curtis Slater is that dude he's the guy that no matter what is going on on that field that offense that quarterback wants to know where Curtis Slater is because he will affect the play in some way whether it be the pass the run or even making the tackle his damn self you have to respect where he is and what he's capable of at all times so impact player for the Helsinki Roosters, Mr. Top Shelf himself, Curtis Slater. I have a guy who came straight from Turku, Troyans, uh, linebacker Sami Toivonen. Toivonen. Toivonen, um, national team player, awesome linebacker. Like we talked, like said about Brandon, laser focused. That that is Sami as, as well. Um, powerful, big, never gives up. He's a joy as a as a team member. He is very poised, fun, and brings a whole lot of leadership to that team. So I'm thinking now that he got gets away from that Troyan's stigma that he was, and he is still kind of like when Mikko Virolainen was the head coach, their defense did well, and he was an awesome player. Um, last year, though, like I didn't, I think he didn't even play last season. But he came back now and he's playing for the Roosters, and I'm 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 very excited to see what he can do. Actually, very excited. 
And for everyone listening, um, in case y'all don't know, Sammy's new name is Edward. And Sammy, if you're listening, you know why. <laughs> so you guys can call him Edward. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're in the middle of another awesome episode of AFF. Why am I interrupting you right now? Because I got bills to pay. American Football in Finland is a podcast for the people, by the people. And that means I need the people, aka you, the listeners, to become invested in AFF by becoming a patron. Becoming an AFF patron is pretty simple. Click the Become a Patron button on the Podbean app and decide how much you really love American football in Finland. If you like the show and want exclusive content, become a level one supporter. A level one supporter consists of donating $1 per month to the podcast. That's $12 a year for exclusive AFF content. Level two patrons are true AFF promoters. For donating $3 per month as a level two promoter, you not only get exclusive patron content, but I'll also throw in some free American football in Finland gear so you can show the world your support for AFF. Now, if you really ride with me in the AFF podcast, you can donate $5 per month and become a level three loyalist patron member. Level three loyalists get all the privileges of a promoter and a level one patron with the additional opportunity to become a guest speaker on American football in Finland. Loyalists don't just support the show, you are the show. But no matter the patron level you become, supporter, promoter, or loyalist, it'll be greatly appreciated because you, the listeners, will help make AFF the best damn podcast ever. So let's make American football in Finland great. Become a patron today. Uh, Next, we'll do the Wassa Royals. To listen to the full segment, become an AFF patron today. First thing we talk about, the biggest changes for the Royals. I'm going to leave this one off because it's easy. Everything. Everything changed. They got a new head coach, new defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator, new uh, American imports, new European imports. Everything is new. So, yeah, that's the biggest change for them. Everything. Um, looking at their roster, they have about 20-30 guys from the athletics group, which seems to be their young young ones. This season, they, they don't want there to be any stars. They want the whole team to be a star and everybody to like be on the same level. So that is like what they said on the interviews, and that's why I think now they try to bring these young kids in. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out. The changes are crazy. I just want to list some of these names, just so in case people don't know. The new head coach is Dan Grass. The new defensive coordinator is Art Tolliver, who is replacing Arthur Anderson. They changed new defensive coordinators like in the last week or so. so Five days ago, yeah. Yeah, so that's crazy that they just now changed new defense coordinators. New quarterback is Isaac Fisher, who actually played for the team when it first moved up to the Maple League. The new running back is Justin Williams, who is replacing Jacquees Lockett, who tore his Achilles in practice a couple weeks ago. So that's also just crazy. And then you have a defensive back, Curtis Overson. And in EUs, you got two French guys, Jerome Valbin, who's a wide receiver, 
and I think we all know he's a really a tight end. And then you also have Steven Tresville from France, who's a linebacker. And they got the Swedish receiver, Denny John. The crazy thing about it is I'm naming all these new names, all these new imports. And just like you guys say, they're not like I guys. Like none of these guys are like standout guys, which should be interesting to see how they play with the Royals this year. So let's just get right into the keys for their team. Like what are they going to need to do to win these games? think that they got a lot of holes to patch up uh, for the start uh they have to get the qb comfortable in the system i think last year one of the things that we were frustrated with on the show was we did not see justin get comfortable in booker's system until after mid after mid-season mm-hmm. so for them to be a team that last year had so much potential and superstardom and to now to be going this direction where we're going to develop young guys, no eye and team type of thing. They're going to have to make sure that they can put up points. And, I mean, you're talking about Justin having R.J. Long, Spencer Cudlin, and even Napo, and now you're going to go throw some some kids out there. I'm very interested to really see what Seppo has in store with this new offensive coordinator. And, man, how do you replace a guy like Chris Young at linebacker? I mean, um, he was a guy that was a – you don't get too many defensive MVPs in the Maple League, and they had one. So for them to have to fill that void plus the offensive void, I think that for them they just got to find an identity as a team. Who are the Vasa Royals? I think they're probably more of a wild card than Corpio is right now. You know what? I'm going to go opposite of y'all. I ain't going to throw no shade on their formula for what they want to do. This is the way they want to go about it. This is the way they want to go about it. For the Wassel Royals to win games, a playmaker must emerge. One of these guys who we are obviously underrating has to show up and make big plays for the Royals. We don't know who that guy is right now. That's why everyone's like, well, they got all these no names. Well, you gotta to have a name, you gotta make a name. Before RJ Long was RJ Long, he was RJ Long. God damn it. His mama named him that. And then he made that something out here in Europe. So these guys have the same opportunity. Now, who's going to do it? I do not know. But halfway during this season, when we do like a midsummer jam or something on AFF, you know, American football in Finland, because that's what we do. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a name for somebody on this team that is doing more than what everyone else is doing. And once they find out who that is, and decide that, you know what, we're going to feed this guy or we're going to feature this guy on the field. They'll be all right, but they have to do that if they want to win these games. And also another really weird thing for the Royals is they can follow almost the same pattern as last year and spend the first half of the season finding the playmakers and then make a run at the end. Last year, going into the, the midsummer break, we were talking mad shit about the Royals and how they weren't living up to the hype. Well, now they don't have the hype to live up to. So if they go the same route of finding themselves through the first six games, there won't be as much backlash on the line, you know, social media on the line. I think that's something that they're trying to do is kind of avoid that last year, a lot of spotlight on the team this year, less spotlight, more about just getting it done. If, if someone shows up as a playmaker, I think they'll be able to win games every week. Impact players. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm going to throw it out there. It's going to have to be – I'm always shining light on the QB, Isaac Fisher. Uh, he's a guy, I think it was 2016. He had an opportunity to get the team to the Maple Bowl that year. Kind of struggled. They lost maybe by three points to the Santiago Crocodiles. I think him coming back in the same position, I think that's the beauty of his situation is he took the he was with the team when they came up to the Maple League. Now he's in the same position and in that building mode. Um, I think that for him to be in this position again, to be familiar with the league, he's definitely going to have the greatest impact on offense because he's going to have a lot of young guys around him that's going to have to follow his league. And who, like you said, whoever's going to be that guy, he's going to make that guy. He's going to build that guy. He's going to feed that guy. So I'm saying Isaac's going to be the impact player for this team. That's well said. Um, it's very hard to pick someone from that team, team, so to speak. But I always know Rufal Khalifa will be um, playmaker. Um, so... I'm waiting to see what these French guys are, so we'll see how they will perform. But if I would have to just pick one, I would chase Rufa. Rufa makes sense. Yeah. Big time cornerback makes a lot yeah. of plays. Physical cornerback too. Yeah, and a very yeah. humble type of guy, and just goes and does his job, which is all you want as a head coach. <laughs> And especially if the team wants to go into this no iron Royals mentality, that's definitely a, a player. Yeah. And want. that, and to like, to me, like there, there is no superstars. It's so wrongly thought that way. Cause those superstars uh, are made into idols for the young kids that makes the young kids want to come to the games, want to start the sport. That is the reason why people want, want to come to the games as well. Want to see those guys perform and see their, Ama like like amazing talent so just to say that everybody's like on the same level we we'll go as one um it's it's gonna lack those like individuals and stuff like that so i'm just like hoping it's not gonna be a very kind of like vanilla so to speak so it would have some flavor in it uh you know me and marianne we always agree on some things and uh <laughs> khalifa is mine too i mean uh, he's a big guy man i mean he gave us problems um, last season. Um, I want to see now this year him more confident, um, better feet work. Um, let's see exactly what he worked on in the offseason because uh, he can be a shutdown corner. Um, he's a lot of raw talent. And um, that I'll put that on Stacey Thomas. I mean, he, he's learning from one of the best DBs that probably ever came through Finland. Uh, me and Stacey played against each other for years uh, when I first got here. So I know exactly the type of coaching that he's getting. And um, I think Khalifa can can really make some things happen. And um, he's an impact player. I mean, if he's getting interceptions, he's shutting down teams, receivers, he's shutting down one side, that'll help Voss's defense be able to um, pull out some games. Um, I don't really have a, a specific impact player. I'm going to say earlier I said that a playmaker needs to emerge. Whoever that playmaker is is going to be the impact player for them. I don't know who that is right now. Honestly, don't because there's so many new players and we don't know how it's going to work out for them in the games. But whoever steps up and becomes the playmaker for Vasa, that guy is going to be their impact player. What's up? Are you enjoying the AFF podcast? Damn right you are. Well, let the world know you enjoy the show. Follow AFF on the Podbean app. 
just head over to AmericanFootballFinland.Podbean.com and hit that follow button. You can also find the podcast by searching for American Football in Finland on the Podbean app. <laughs> Let's move on to the Quopio Steelers. And again, to listen to the full segment, become an AFF patron today. First with the Steelers, biggest change. You know, just for them coming up to this league, uh, can they play in it? Can they make something happen in it? And uh, I played against their head coach, Coach Pecker. He was a baller. Um, <laughs> if, if he, if I mean, I'm being being honest, like he he hurt my secondary a lot. Uh, not me personally, but uh, <laughs> he hurt our he hurt our corners a lot. And I know he knows the game. He's a good you know good guy, good coach. Uh, they follow him. They play hard for him. Um, so it's, it's his job to pretty much get them ready for, to play in all of these games in the Maple League. And I think, um, like you said, they're going to be a surprise. I honestly feel like Corporeo is going to is going to make a step. They came in at the right time, right now with the with the situation in the league um, with Hamelina folding. That made Corporeo. I'm pretty sure, like that's one less team we got to worry about. <laughs> um, so it, it, you know, when you think about it, you only have to win a few games to get in the playoffs now. Uh, Corpio is, is is probably thinking about that. Like, hey guys, you know, our first year we get to the playoffs. Who knows what can happen? Seth Peters, he's the man. I'll, I'll talk about him later on in the segment. <laughs> you know, um, but I think that's the biggest change. Can Seth play in the in the Maple League too? Which I have no doubt he can. They got some nice guys around him. So um, the biggest thing would just be them moving up and uh, being able to step up to the plate. I think I, I guess we all agree on this part. Definitely that the biggest change for them is moving up to the Maple League. <laughs> uh, moving up to the Maple League is the biggest change for them. The Colts still they pretty much have the same team. They just added a few players locally from Finland that actually got players who were on their team before and now came back to the team and they picked up a couple more good guys from other places and it's it worked out for them. It's not like they went around poaching players. And then, like you said, they added uh, Donovan Hayden on the defensive side. Their goal and their idea going into the season is we're good enough as we are. We're going to be a little bit better than we were last year, and we're going to compete. And that's what I think they'll be able to do. Definitely think they're Maple League ready. Let's get into the actual nitty-gritty of it. Um, What are some of the keys for them to actually win the games now that they're in the Maple League? Um, I'll start first with – Offensive line, defensive line. I mean, most of the time when you move up in divisions, that's the biggest difference. Um, the size. Um, I knew I do know Coach Peck has went out and got some good um additions to his team. So it's I'll put it on the O-line, D-line. You know, they got they're they're getting ready to get tested every week. And you know, you're the new kid on the block, everybody wants a piece of you. Like, you know, everybody's oh, you won the uh, first division, but now you had a different, you know, it's a different ball game up here. So um I would say definitely, like, again, Seth Peters in, in their offense, at offensive line, they have to give him time to make some things happen, get the ball to Charles Ward, and, uh, and, and help him make some plays. I think uh, one of the keys for them to win is going to have to be uh, their running game. Uh, they're a very pass-heavy uh, offense uh, in the first division. Playing against them, I know what they do. Uh, but also in the Maple League, you're going to have some good secondaries. You're going to have some – very talented corners, some very talented safeties. And at some point, being able to run the ball, it's a it's an element of football that you have to be able to do. So I think that they're going to have to show that can they, like you said, can they win in the trenches? Can they line up and run the ball versus the Roosters, versus Porvo, versus the Saints, versus Santioki? Can they get those tough yards and be able to take 
some of that pressure off of the young receivers that they have coming into the Maple League, but also off of Self. Um, I think that Self was incredible in the first division last year, but when you're playing in the league, it can't all be on his shoulders the first year. So I think that they're going to have to be able to have a good, solid running back to support him. Um, I don't know if they've recruited or signed any other imports that's going to be in that position, but they definitely got to have a run game in the Maple League. But the, the key I have for the Steelers is that they just need to stick to their game plan. The Quopio Steelers need to be the Quopio Steelers. Um, they, like I said earlier, they have a team that is pretty much the same team. They've changed a few things here, a few things there, but basically have the same coaching staff, the same key players. They've added some players. But when they get into these Maple League games, they need to do what they do best. What they do best, I'm not 100% sure right now. Maybe it's passing. Maybe it's running. Last year, they were putting up like 50, 60 points a game in Division One, and we all know that's not going to be the case in the Maple League. So maybe they've decided to change their balance and do more running. I don't know. Really just not going to say I know what they're going to do in the Maple League because, as you said earlier, we don't know. But whatever they decide to do, they need to stick with it. If they come into the Maple League and start randomly doing things they haven't practiced, that they don't have in their identity, and just try to win every game by doing something different, what they're going to look like is last year's version of Sineoki Crocodiles. Good at nothing. So <laughs> any this is the advice I'm giving the Quobio Steelers. Do you, boo. Do you. Uh Next thing we'll talk about is the impact players. And I know Q got the, the biggest impact player, so I'll let him go first. Go ahead. I'll say my impact player for uh, the Steelers this year would have to be Justin Bell. He got NFL in his blood. The guy can make some plays. He's a good returner. Um, he can NFL play receiver. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but um, he's, a, he's a dynamic guy. I think he'll, he'll really make some plays in the Maple League. And uh, as much as he can give his team to win, I think they'll rally behind that and, and, and make some plays. So, um, Justin Bell, I got high hopes in you this year. And uh, let's see. Let's see if he if he make me look bad or not. Uh, I'm saying a guy who comes, a Finnish guy, because I, I don't want to go with all American imports like you guys. Um, I want to find these, like, other names out there. So, Santere Inkine is coming from Frankfurt University to play for the Quobio Steelers. So I'm expecting him to have his expertise and leadership and bring that to the Quobio Steelers and their de defense. So I'm saying Sandra Inkinen for sure. Uh, I appreciate you keeping us honest with, with making sure we get some <laughs> Finnish names out there, Mary. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll, I can be that portion of that the woman who gets the finish guys up there. See, see Maria, you jumped the gun because I did have Tapio as one of my players on Corpio team and it was an old lineman too. I had him on there. Oh well see I had a finish guy on my list and uh <laughs> this is gonna be wide receiver Tino Nagundo if I pronounced it right. Now, a lot of people may and know. may not know him but he's a very 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 good receiver. Um He's uh, one of the national team receivers, very young guy, very fast. Uh, in the first division last year, he put up some crazy numbers. And he's just the guy that I think that self enjoys throwing the ball to. You're talking about you could put him in the slot, you could put him on the outside. I think that last year he had Maple League talent and speed. So we're going to get an opportunity to see if he can do those things in the Maple League. 
So he's one of my impact players for the Corpio Steelers. Well, man, I really thought somebody was going to say Seth Peters, so I wasn't going to say him. But if y'all not going to say him, then I'll say him. Seth Too Peters. obvious. Yeah, I guess that's what we're doing. We're trying to avoid the obvious. Okay. <laughs> it, in that case, everybody knows Seth Peters is – if Seth Peters wins, the team wins. That's what I feel. But I'll go to my second guy as well. And this guy is a guy who's been kind of underrated for years because he's spent the last two years in Division One in Finland. And this is Charles Ward. Now, Charles Ward is a wild card player. He can play offense. He can play defense. Last year, he played both running back and wide receiver for the Steelers. And he's originally a defensive black back. And he can play, he can play outside linebacker, safety, or cornerback. He can play all those positions for you. He plays nickel backer usually in their scheme. He's the guy that can do a lot of things on both sides of the ball. He's an American, but with an EU status, born in the UK, I think, something like that. But he's actually from Texas. Shout out to Texas. So this guy can be in, on the field with the other Americans at all times, at any time, and he's also a kickoff return specialist. And Charles Ward can do everything the Steelers need him to do. And I think with him being the wild card for them in the Maple League, it's going to come down in some of these games. I think they're going to be in close games. He makes a big play that puts them over the edge. He does something that people don't expect, something that you didn't see, something that you couldn't practice for. You're not going to practice for him being lined up in slot. You're not going to practice for him being lined up at wide out because he's a defensive player. Or maybe you're not going to be practicing for him lined up at safety because he's usually playing outside linebacker. Like those type of tweaks, he has the talent that he can change positions. He can change positions in a snap and change the game for them. And I think that's going to be a huge key for them going to the Maple League, trying to make up for the lack of size and experience they have in the league. And I mean, if we were reminded of last year in the Spaghetti Bowl, he was the Spaghetti Bowl MVP. I think the guy had two rushing touchdowns, had an interception, a few punt kick returns. So I agree with you. I mean, I think that this guy's a do-it-all guy, and he's also not shy to come down here and try to make some big hits. I hope you're enjoying the show so far, but I have to take this time to give some of my listeners a much-needed wake-up call. It's 2018, people. If you're listening to this podcast from a link, you're doing it wrong. Just follow American Football in Finland on the Podbean app and get instant notifications when new episodes are published. If you're too lazy to use the Podbean app, that's okay. AFF is also on the iTunes podcast app. So just type in American Football in Finland and click the subscribe button. Don't forget to give me a five-star rating while you're at it. And Android users can subscribe on Google Play. It's 2018, people. Keep up. This is the final words portion of the show. I like to give my guests, you guys, an opportunity to use this platform to push whatever agenda tickles your fancy. You can do a self-plug, you can push a product, give a shout out, break the internet, say something, whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, um, just to, um, this is the first time I'm actually like giving out my opinion when it comes to this, like in social platform and stuff like that when it comes to football. So just want to say with all respect and all love to all teams, I have nothing against anyone. Somebody has to be first, somebody has to be last and everyone else come in between. So, uh, I hope you 
prove me wrong and you show me wrong during the season and uh, I'll be there watching you guys. Have a good season, everyone. I'm just quickly going to say there, uh, being part of it, um, sadly this year I won't be doing any interviews. Hey, just a quick word to all the players, the fans, the organizations. Um, let's try to make this season better than any season has ever been. Um, let's continue to keep helping grow the league and grow football, period. And to all of the podcasters, the people that talk on Gridiron, make sure y'all subscribe to AFF, baby. Make sure you subscribe to Purvis YouTube channel because right now a lot of people aren't doing this for, for football in their country. But uh, Purvis decided to do this. Uh, Marianne's been part of, of the football game for a while now. And uh, this is important. You know, people people aren't getting paid big bucks to do this, but they're taking their time out to, to promote the, the game in Finland. And uh, I just hope everybody appreciate this. First of all, Marianne, you like Kenny out of South Park. You know how he dies every episode? It's like you get refired every season. <laughs> <laughs> Something's not right. But, I mean, of course, i like to give a shout-out to my team, the East City Giants. Looking forward to doing some big things this year in the first division. Um, good luck to all the teams in the Maple League this year. I actually think that this is probably going to be one of the most exciting seasons. Even though it's only six teams, I think that everybody's uh, evenly equipped to go out and play some good football. And uh, also, shout-out to Purvis again yeah, for having me on season three of the AFF podcast. It's always fun to do this. And, man, keep doing what you're doing. Like uh, Q said, it's not a lot of people that are willing to dedicate their time and efforts to not do this for self-glory, but to try to make a sport better and more professional. So to everybody out there in Finland that's always throwing shade and saying we're talking shit and just hating, um, you'd be surprised how much publicity Finland's getting all across Europe because of small things like this. So, Purvis, keep doing what you're doing. Marianne, keep your job. Q, keep doing your thing out there. Kuwait, stay safe. And, man, I'm just thankful to be back on the show with you guys. That's it for American Football in Finland. Hope everyone listening enjoyed today's show and tune in for next week. And don't you guys ever forget T-I-F. Me. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it, man. American Football in Finland is now on iTunes. Please rate the show and subscribe today. If you really like the podcast, follow AFF on the Podbean app. Search American Football in Finland and hit that follow button. And for all you loyal AFF listeners, we are now accepting Podbean patrons. Click become a patron on the AFF page and pledge your loyalty. Thanks for listening. American Football in Finland.